Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain, and is this so exciting or what? Oh, I should probably thank the patrons for subscribing to the Patreon, and for all the lovely listeners and viewers for tuning in, I really appreciate you. But holy cow, we got Mike of Big Drink Energy Podcasting fame of who's behind, no, behind the pencil, there's no who's, it's just behind the pencil fame, O2 Heroes fame, and possibly other podcasts in the future because Mike is on a mission to podcast about everything, everything, including listening to Bottom of the Smash Mountain, you are a listener, and now we're getting you on, I'm really excited about that, and also... You can get into seemingly just about anything, and you have an opinion. You have knowledge. You have all the things. And so I feel like I have a lot to learn from you. Mike, it is such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I did not realize you were going to rattle off all of the podcasts. That's amazing. Most people get lost after like podcast number two. But yeah, you did your research. I appreciate it. <laughs> I did not listen to all of them, but I was oh, listening I, to I don't expect the, you to. I was listening to Behind the Pencil episode two today. I was listening to Big Drink Energy Podcast episode twenty with Ambie Sinister. Mm -hmm. That was really, really fun. It was a shame that your co host was not able to go with you. So I listened mm -hmm. to the episode before where you got sponsored by the Glitch Energy by Drink Glitch, people. Yeah. Which you can go onto that Glitch website and use the ten percent off promo code BDE Pod, right? You, you did so much research that I, I don't even have to plug anything now. You, you got it all out of the way. I'm so excited that I can just basically show as an engaged listener of all the BD Network podcasts that there's, there's, a whole, there's a whole point to shelling. I don't do a great job of shelling on air. I do a great job if you check my descriptions, but not so much mm -hmm. on air. I'll thank the patrons at the start, and then I'll get rolling. And then we're just having a conversation. I try not to segue into content mode if that makes sense i'm just excited to have the person on so i try to get it all out of the way as much as i'm comfortable at the start mm -hmm. and then all right well the the viewer engagement always starts off high and then it degenerates anyway so yeah. now we can now we can degenerate ourselves okay uh first question what are you mm -hmm. drinking tonight oh i just water it's not not even deer park i just got tap water yeah. Yep. I have water as well. I'm normally a water drinker. Of course, you're coming from Big Drink Energy Podcast, mm -hmm. where all energy drinks, nothing is off the table. It's all on the table, mm -hmm. except for maybe the one brand. But that's okay. Of the listeners, the listeners who are crossing over, you're getting that reference. So basically, your bedtime is right about now normally. So you want to talk yes. about your schedule a little bit and why you're not drinking an energy drink. It's it might be against the this is this is mm -hmm. a this is a reverting of expectations, isn't that what they mm -hmm. say? Yeah, just no no one expected this. But um I I'm a truck driver and I start my day very early. I get up at two so I can get to my warehouse at three in the morning. So normally I'm in bed by eight. But only last week did my boss change my schedule around where I don't have to go to the warehouse on Fridays. So I get to sleep in so I don't have to get up until four tomorrow. So I give myself an extra hour for the podcast tonight. So it works out. But if you drink too much, too close to bedtime, that's the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. To someone like me, who's a little bit newer to, I should say, who has not dabbled nearly as hard into the energy drink world or the caffeinated world, I like the taste of caffeine, but it's not really something that I feel like I want to depend on. And like yourself, mm -hmm. I don't drive a truck, but I drive vans sometimes and make deliveries yeah. of, of parcel stuff sometimes. I also work in a mm -hmm. warehouse sometimes. It's complicated, small business, so I wear yeah. a lot of hats. But gotcha. I feel like if I have to get several coffee cups or several energy mm -hmm. drinks on the road, then I'm just degenerating and degenerating more and more. I don't know. I just try to get sleep which is so challenging and for you going to bed early uh i'm sure that's really tough sometimes yeah it, it, it uh I'm, I'm good with it now but I, when i first started this job going to bed like three hours earlier every day was like throwing me out of whack but I, i've been here for about nine months now so i'm good i'm used to it yeah i'm not your boss you don't have to convince me <laughs> 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 but I believe you. I believe you. that's cool. And for the viewers, I'm sorry for the listeners, you won't get this as much, but for the viewers might be wondering who's got a more impressive background, all the kid drawings behind me on the wall or the saw and the water heater and the <laughs> other water heater. Are those, are there both water heaters? I don't, I, I, I don't actually know. I, I know one's a water heater. I think one's part of the heating system. I think one's part of like 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 the boiler system. Okay. I th I think 
that I think this one is the is the hot water heater, and then this one is part of the like the just the heating system. I, I'm sure this is making great podcasting for all of our listeners at work right now. <laughs> just paint paint the picture. Mikey's in a not great looking environment, and that doesn't really matter for podcasting. Okay, so nope. settle down. But all that to say, I like the idea that you can that you can do all the stuff that you're doing. You haven't really depended on doing video stuff, and you were willing to do video stuff for me. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I really, really appreciate it. Well, I, I appreciate you having me on. I okay. I, I have a question to ask you before we get to me. Who dropped out? Who dropped out? Yeah, right. I, I, can, I, can, I can only assume going from like Amsa and MK Leo, someone must have canceled at the last minute. Like, oh man, I got a scramble. Who can I get on? So you called me. I can only assume that that's how I got here. Okay, so here's the thing, right? I <laughs> like having people on who are not necessarily at the at the top of the clout ladder, and that there's there's a twofold thing to that. There are enough podcasts in Melee that try to get those people, and they succeed in getting those people. I think about Melee It On Me as the classic example, mm -hmm. but you also have the premier Melee podcast nowadays, Radio Melee, hosted mm -hmm. by Tof and PPMD. Great podcast, and they get people like Kadoran, and they had Armada for one episode. I thought that mm -hmm. was really impressive that they got him to, to come on, and people like Wizrobe, people that you wouldn't necessarily say, oh, they on a podcast but because tof and ppmd are goaded they get those guys and that is great yeah. good for them i know that it's harder for me to be able to pull something like that off and sometimes i will shoot for the moon and i will go for it but most of the time i'm not even making an effort mikey i'm just saying who makes the melee community yes it is the big people at the top that we all admire but the reason why it's bottom of the smash mountain is because that's where i am and there are lots of awesome people who love this game love this community they all contribute to it in very really cool and interesting ways and i get super excited to talk to just about anyone so you were on my list already so let's get that out of the way and secondly there were a bunch of other people that i've been talking to here and there i'll like keep maybe three or four active conversations mm -hmm. open to try to make sure I get my two or three in a week. And then mm -hmm. this week, everybody's saying, oh, next week. And I go, I guess I'm doing six episodes next week or something. I don't know. I hope <laughs> not. But for you, I thought I'm going to ask. And if he says not this week, right. then I say, oh, I'll just circle back. I'll just circle back. Mm -hmm. It's all good. So that's sort of how I approach it. I just try to keep some conversations open. And we go from there. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. I've been looking forward to it all week. And it's really, really cool that I've been able to listen to a little bit of the stuff that you got going on because we already got this connection thing going on. Mm -hmm. We already have this happening. You're used to listening to me. And after mm -hmm. today, I am now used to listening to you. So I'm really excited to ask you about your first ever podcast. Was it the Big Drink Energy podcast? You, uh. you decided at some point... I want to talk incessantly for a long time. It's not an art form that most of us think of first. Mm -hmm. Most of us think about streaming and playing mm -hmm. games and having all the people drop their Twitch primes and whatnot. So what about you? How did podcasting happen? Yeah, that was that that, that was the first podcast uh, I did. Uh, back when I was living in South Carolina, I, I worked for like a startup trucking company and all of the drivers, we would get back when we were done our day and like, hey, I found this random energy drink at this obscure gas station in the middle of nowhere north carolina and it's really good and they'll go oh i found this energy drink because we're truck drivers we all start the day early we're all drinking an energy drink so we just started to um talk about it in the office and then one day we were like we should record this this is this is good content and uh my co-host alex he we're both former Smash TOs, and that's actually how like our friendship came to be at the office before we even started the podcast. Um, like you, it was a startup, so I had many hats. And like when I was in the warehouse, I was also uh, kind of like their IT guy. I was the only one who knew how computers worked. Yeah. And I had, I, had, I had a box of all these computer parts, and there was like graphics cards and like little sticks of RAM. And I had, I had a GameCube memory card in there. And my coworker, it's his second day on the job. He just started. He's looking at the bo box and he goes, huh, GameCube, do you got any Melee save data on there? And I'm like, yeah. Uh. And like, I, that's the first game he asked. So I figured he's into Melee. I'm like, this might sound kind of funny, but I used to run Melee tournaments. And he goes, oh, really? I used to run Melee tournaments. <laughs> and it was like that scene from Step Brothers where we're just like, D did we just become best friends? And just... <laughs> 
so so he he was the one with the microphone so that's how we got started just, it was literally just like him and i hanging out just like doing nonsense in the back of the office on a, on a friday that's really cool to hear i think for me if i were to randomly run into someone who likes melee the closest experience i've had to that by the way is i'm in a turkey hill which is a local gas station mm-hmm. it's part of the kroger kroger has brands across the united mm-hmm. states and for the northeast near philadelphia and lancaster county and chester county is turkey hill so basically the idea is i'm in there and this guy at the register has an ultimate tournament just blaring on you can hear it throughout the entire store this (laughs) ultimate turn and this was a couple months ago in the fall so this would have been an online qualifier for smash world tour or something on vgbc and i look at him and i say well what about Melee? Do you watch any Melee? And he said, no, I don't watch Melee. Melee sucks. Mm. Oh, but in my in my haste to end this conversation, and also I hadn't paid for anything yet, I was like, ah, good for you. Like, I just dismissed it, and I didn't want to yeah, talk this... to him anymore because I hadn't paid for anything. I wasn't ready to burn bridges yet. So yeah, just... if I had already paid, I probably would have had some other words, you know, like Ultimate Sucks and Melee Rules or something. Mm-hmm. I'd totally forgotten about the part where we all need to work together against Nintendo. I just, yeah. I got real territorial there. But you got an amazing experience because not only <laughs> is this person, Alex, into Melee, they also host tournaments or hosted tournaments <laughs> leading up to the two of you meeting. I think this is a great time to talk about this because I have a patron question from Drew. He wants to know yeah. something about TOing. So for <laughs> you... What is something that you would love to see out of melee tournaments in terms of changing or updating within the next five years? Something, either a new strategy, a new angle, or a new way to do a bracket. Something that you see as an an innovative idea. Is there any way that you would try to innovate a tournament if you were still regularly running them? I was a big fan of either side events or running like like amateur brackets. Like I like when you go to a tournament, half the people there, or no, a quarter of people there are gonna go oh and dupe. They're they're gonna be out, they're gonna come in last place. And I don't want them to have to drive to my event. They're out in 15 minutes and they're like, what are they gonna do the rest of the day? So I used to try and bring like halfway through the tournament when I could start like swapping over setups, I would just like put on random party games on, on the Wii's I had. And I would just like run side events. For this, just for people to have something to do once they were out, um, we tried we tried a couple different like round robin into double elimination. If we had a little amount of people, just to give them more sets to play, it's just like and not not so much on a on a on a bracket level, but something I did. I, I ran I ran smaller weeklies. Something that I liked that like other people uh, I, I spoke to started doing that as well. I try to make it a point as the TO to play one set with every new person in the venue. Like if I've never seen you before, I'm gonna come over, I'm gonna talk to you, we're gonna play a couple friendlies because I want you to feel welcome, I want you to come back because this is a community and I, and I want you to like feel comfortable in this community. And I think like we, we had a small but dedicated local and I think part of that was more so than running a tournament, we had our own little community. And I, and I think that's a big aspect that like it helps bring everybody in and then it helps keep them together. Yeah, so something that I love about the local that we have up here, and even though it has periods of not being able to gather because venues are the worst to try and find up here for whatever reason. Well, I mean, I could give you reasons, but I'm not going to get into it. Basically, the idea is you you are not the premier tournament that everybody watches across the world. Mm-hmm. So what do you have? Well, you have each other. So yeah. basically, if you see somebody new, and I'm the new person still, relatively speaking, mm-hmm. but... Even still, I've gone to enough locals in the fall before Omicron came and hit the United States that I would see somebody who I hadn't seen before come through every once in a while, and I'd say, oh, hi, how's it going? You play Melee, I assume, before this, so uh, where'd you come from? Because they'll usually tell me, oh, yeah, I'm uh, out from Philadelphia, I'm visiting family, and I saw this was happening here, so here I am. Like people who have no reason to to come over, mm-hmm. and then here they are, so it's really cool because if you walk into a room and you're the new person, cause that was me in back in June of 2021, everybody was nice. They all said hi and 
the TO who's been on the podcast. A shout out to Jay Bobison. Jesse was really nice to me, even on that first day. So really, really cool that for for you, you feel that as well, that mm-hmm. you say to yourself, if I see a new person and they're easy to spot once you run a local long yeah. enough, you see them like right away. <laughs> like a Wild Wild West movie, they walk in, everybody <laughs> stops what they're doing and is like, who's a new guy? Or yeah. <laughs> so on. That's really cool to hear that that's like, that's something that's really important mm-hmm. to you. I feel I feel like most local TOs understand that on a on a certain level and they do it. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool to hear it coming from you. It just just continues to like this must have been the kind of, kind of conversation you and Alex first had where it's like, how do you how do you do this? How do you do yeah. that? And you're saying, Yep, yes, I see you. You're saying yeah. the exact same thing that I same wavelengths. Yes. And and it was it was kind of like a blessing and a curse because I used to run tournaments in New York City. And like the big events, they were all on Saturdays in Manhattan. And that's like when like all of Tri-State would go into that. I was running Sunday weeklies out of like a comic book shop basement in Queens. So that was a much smaller scene. So like some people, if they were grinding, they would go to both. And it was a lot of crossover. But for the most part, we had our small sub-region of a sub-region. We were just like, there's Tri-State, there's New York, and, and then you had you had us, and, and we would just hang out at our Queens locals, and a couple of our players would, would go to big events, but for the most part, it was just us doing that. And like one one of the favorite side events that we used to run for a while, I believe in the whole world, we were the only region who ran competitive Cartoon Network Punch Time Explosion Brackets. It's uh, it's a platform fighter from like 2011, but with Cartoon Network characters. It's like a it's like a super jank, unpolished uh, Nickelodeon All-Stars. And we were, like, I found the Smashboards thread, and, like, I looked up YouTube videos, and I think we were the only ones doing it. And, like, it was a free-to-enter <laughs> It was a free to enter side bracket. It was just very silly, but people had fun doing it. And, like, you go 0-2, you sit there, you grind, you do that. I remember I, his name was Jason, and I think his tag was, like, Gold007. And he, the kid was like eight. It was his first time ever coming to an event and his mom dropped him off and she was like, hey, can you watch him? I'm like, sure thing, mother. I will watch your child for the next three hours. So I Gosh, made it. So, uh, so <laughs> I, I, I made sure that he hung out at the TO desk with me. I let him sit at the computer and people would report scores to him and I showed him how to, how to work the bracket. And then um, it was one of the few times we didn't always have commentary because we didn't have like Wi-Fi in the venue. So I would like, I would like record the matches locally and then put them on YouTube. But I didn't have a mic at the time. It was just whenever my friend brought one, and he he happened to be there for for uh, mic commentary at one of these play, uh, at one of these Cartoon Network brackets. I'm like, dude, Jason, go wild, have at it. And he was like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, no, none of us do. Just like, <laughs> no one plays this game. Just go have fun. And I, I think that was just like a really unique experience. I, I don't. I highly doubt Jason thinks about Royal Smash, the, the weekly we ran, as often as we, the players who are regulars, think about Jason. Every now and again, every like couple months, we'll get a text like, "Hey, how do you think Jason's doing?" <laughs> Probably graduating high school by now. I, I hope so. Just like I, maybe he changed his tag. Maybe he's like moved and like kicking ass in brackets somewhere like across the country and i have no idea he, he was too young it was we had a facebook group for, for for like the weekly and he was too young to be in facebook he came to one event never came back so Aww. i don't i don't know what happened to jason schmason that's too bad because it mm-hmm. sounds like you gave him every opportunity to come back be like this is a very welcoming awesome environment yeah, yeah feel free to stop by do you think <laughs> Wait a minute. Do you think that his mom got the wrong address for something? Is like, okay, so um, I'll be back in three hours. <laughs> and she picks him up, and he's like, Bob, there's a video game tournament. I don't know what it was doing there. It wasn't the karate thing or whatever. I, I, I don't. When she came in, she was like, "Hello, is this the?" Uh, she, she she didn't call it Super Smash Bros. And I, I don't think she called it the Mario Nintendo. Bros. The, the yeah, she goes like it. it, it is 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 this the the video game bros tournament? I'm like, yep, you're in the right place. As if having tw- twenty dudes in a basement with eight CRTs didn't answer that. Just like, no, we we just happened to all show up at this basement on accident, ma'am. But hey, we've all been in that scenario. Yeah, <laughs> you asked the dumbest question on the world because I mean, mm-hmm. you don't know. Yeah, 
when I went to my when I went to the first tournament, I was like, should I bring in my CRT? And they were like, yes, yes, yeah. you should. <laughs> I uh, every t- every time I go to a weekly, I I load up all of my CRTs and I keep them in the car. And the last one I went to, I I showed up with five setups, I think, because I still have all of my setups from when I was TOing. And I, I asked the TO there, like, hey, I have setups. Do you need any? And they're like, no, you, you came late enough in, like into bracket that, that we're covered on setups. But I'll still give you like the $2 off venue fee, but you don't need to bring it in. And uh, I had, I don't drive my personal car very often because I, I, I drive the truck most places. I had my back seat was filled with four CRTs for le- since legitimately June of 2020. So for like the last <laughs> nine months, I, I went to my last local the oh. week before I started this new job and the CRT stayed in my backseat until literally this last weekend where I posted in the South Jersey uh, discord group was like, Hey, anybody want these CRTs? I'm not tearing them anymore. They're taking up too much space. Let's just get them out of here. And uh, someone came over. They they were like five minutes from my house. They picked them up. They were nice. We we hung out. We chatted for a bit. And and they took all of my CRTs except the one and just unloaded that. And then we're good to go. I have space in my car now. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's a real shame. I probably would have. You told me you were getting rid of setups. I probably probably would have taken one off your hands at least. Or but it sounds like he took them all off your hands except for the one. I, he, he he took the one. I don't I don't know if I have. It. You know what? I do have it. Give me one minute. I want, I want to show you my CRT real quick. Yay. This is going to be one of those super special CRTs. And I do apologize to all of the listeners today. There's a lot of visual cues, a lot more than what we normally do. But you're just okay. going to have to put up with it. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Mikey. What uh, you got? Again, I'm sure this makes for, for great podcasting for our audio listeners. <gasps> uh, but yes. the... the the, the last local I ran okay. in New York before moving to South Carolina, I had I had a big going away tournament, and I brought a sharpie yes. and I said, "Please sign me." And all of the regulars from all of the like I had people that didn't show up to a bracket for like eight months come back because it was my last one, Aww. and I had, had all of the all of the regulars sign my CRT. And this is legitimately if like if my house was on fire and like obviously. I, I get my partner out. I get the dogs out. I can go back inside and get like one inanimate object. I'm grabbing this CRT. I love it. Tell you what, it's not your second water tank down there. It's going to be the CRT. Let's go. <laughs> that's so yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. See, you can't do that if you have, well, I don't really feel as strongly about the whole owning a physical copy of your game as other people do, but mm-hmm. there's just certain things where you have something that is 15 plus years old or what have mm-hmm. you and has no value to the most of the average people that live in the world but to you it's priceless and even if i yeah. saw that if i just saw that i would know that crt is loved that crt mm-hmm. is wanted in somebody's house and i will dang it i will figure out who this belongs to or yeah. whatever post pictures of it and be like whose crt is this we mm-hmm. need to find the owner all yeah, the so I, hopefully they yeah, actually I get, still want it. <laughs> I gave away all my CRTs except for that one. That that one's mine. I'm keeping that one. And and, and it's funny because I've I've been thinking at what point do I call myself a former TO? I, I haven't I haven't been running any events since I moved to New Jersey. There's a pandemic going on. I'm not looking for venues right now. I'm like, okay, I did a couple online events, but really, it's been two years since I've run something. I still feel like a TO, but am I? And uh, uh, af- after that guy came to pick up all my CRTs, he's like, oh, you're new in the area. I'll add you to the, I'll, I'll add you to like the Jersey group chat. And I get added and someone goes, oh, is that Mikey Tabletop, the frequent poster in the Melee Stats Discord? Yes, <laughs> sir. Like, yes, that is me. But like, I guess that cemented it in my mind that like people know me from just like, being online as compared to being like a TO. I'm like, okay, cool. I gave away my CRTs. People know me from a Discord. I guess I'm not, a, I'm retired. I'm a former TO at this point, but <laughs> you know th- that one, revelation only happened this week for me. You know, the one TO that I can take off off the top of my head because I interviewed Axis. Axis, I believe, mm-hmm. is somewhere above Central Jersey. Might be in Northern Jersey. Mm-hmm. But shout out to Axis. He's usually yeah. behind most of the big tournaments that happen mm-hmm. 
the big regionals and monthlies and even even Creed, which is going to be an event hosted in Philadelphia with mm-hmm. Gene Dalla, I believe Axis is also co-hosting that tournament. Really cool. I'm very disappointed. I'm I'm only about 11 minutes out, outside of Philly. Like, like the Ben Franklin Bridge is like a six minute drive from my house. I'm out of state that weekend. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong weekend, dude. I know. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But when you say Southern Jersey, this is so confusing. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how much I wanted to talk about New Jersey today, but <laughs> why Why is it Northern Jersey, Central Jersey, South Jersey? South Jersey is like Cape May and places that are nearby Cape May. It's like two hours down that state, dude. Does nobody think of that as Southern Jersey or mm-hmm. is that just literally Cape May? That's the shore. Oh. That's over there on the shore. Okay, so... I'm going to get a lot of flack for this from from the people who are native from New Jersey, but I, I'm from New York originally. So growing up, this is how I understood New Jersey. Mm. You had North Jersey, which was like, they they hung out with New York. Like, like I knew people who lived in Jersey and commuted to New York to go to work. Yeah. And then Central Jersey, that's just like, I don't want to say the real Jersey, but just like they, they hang out in Jersey. That's where they are. You have the shore and then everybody from South Jersey they're like a Philly suburb, so they'll, they'll they'll cross the Benny going to Philly, and they're kind of like it. It's split into fans, like, baby. yeah, yeah. I was about to say just like I I don't think you and I we're like an Eagles territory. I don't I don't think we're quite neither of us are quite in the nest of Philadelphia, but but we're we're definitely in Birds territory. Yeah, go Birds! It's the one go of the birds. smallest Twitter maps of all time because they did like a they did like an analytics thing. Mm-hmm. What parts of the United States tweet the most about what teams? And obviously mm-hmm. there were really weird parts of the country where they were all Cowboys fans and a couple of mm-hmm. Seattle fans in really weird spots. Obviously the entire Midwest almost was exclusively Packers, that kind of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But Philadelphia, they couldn't even like put the Eagles name or logo inside the territory. <laughs> they had to like do it on the outside and draw and an just arrow a little line. It. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because most of the state are there Steelers fans or Giants fans or Red mm-hmm. or not Redskins, sorry, Commanders or I guess Ravens as well. But mm-hmm. for the Eagles fans, for those of us who are surrounded by Steelers fans, Cowboys fans that have moved into Lancaster or whatever. Shout-outs to y'all for hanging in there, and go Birds. Go Birds. Thank you, Mikey. I appreciate that. I've never heard you talk about sports before, or at least about football before. Are you an Eagles fan, or do you not care? Um, I I didn't grow up watching football. Uh, football wasn't really big in my house. I pretty much only watched the Super Bowl. So I am a fan of what the house is rooting for. And because most of, like, the in-law side of the family, they're from South Jersey, they're from Philly. When I go to someone's house to watch football – they're rooting for the Eagles, so I'm rooting for the Eagles. I, I, I don't want to say I'm a Fairweather fan, but like, I'm not much of a fan of football, and I'm not going to be like, oh, you're nice enough to give me beer and pizza and let me be at your house to watch this game. I'm not going to root against you type thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, you're, look, I, I think it's – isn't it like, a, like a, a, a fan vote buying or something like that where it's just like we're, we're inviting over someone we like hanging out with, and I know that they're going to be a good time because they're going to root for the team that I'm rooting for. I don't yeah. think that's necessarily a detriment to you because you're not a hardcore football fan. If you were, you would have to either pick a team or just revel in the fact that everybody hates mm-hmm. you for not picking a team. Yeah, I, I, I'm very easygoing. I, I I know this isn't a sports podcast, but <laughs> uh, I, I I watched baseball growing up, so I have a couple opinions on baseball. But besides that, my family wasn't really into sports. So So outside of like liking the New York baseball teams, there's not much opinion that I have on many sports. Yeah, totally, totally fair. So for me, I just, if I didn't make a podcast about Melee, I would probably make a podcast about the Eagles and I would just mm-hmm. complain most of the time because that's what Eagles fans do. We're all excited mm-hmm. about that. And I thought there's enough of that in the world. And I like being more <laughs> positive anyway, mm-hmm. but there's no such thing as a positive Eagles fan. That's not going to fly. <laughs> I like that. That's, I, 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 next time, next time my partner's dad comes over, I, I gotta tell him that joke. He'll like that. <laughs> no such thing. <laughs> and there's always next year. All right, I got that out of no, the way. So let's see. I wanted to ask you about mm-hmm. playing melee as of now because if you have cycled through the community in a certain way where mm-hmm. you get into the game, you really enjoy it, and then you end up toing, you really enjoy that, and then you stop doing that. I think that 
maybe the temptation for most people would be either to find another hobby, find another community, and yet here you are. And in a 980-something Discord, I only know that because I checked out a curiosity this morning. That's the Melee Stats Discord population. And yet there are people from there who go out to the rest of the world, like a New Jersey chat, and then go, that's Mikey Tabletop. So because of that, you're still very much involved in the community, frequent poster, mm -hmm. chatter, and of course you're doing your own stuff, but very much involved with Melee, even still to this day. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, why wouldn't you decide to, to move on to something else, or why did you decide to stick around, I guess? Um, I, I took a break from Melee. Okay, so my timeline. Grew up in New York. When I finished school, moved to the Carolinas. And then I only moved to South Jersey last summer. So, so those are the three states I've been in. And I was very active in New York. I was going to like multiple events a week. And then when I moved to the Carolinas, there wasn't much of a melee scene in Charlotte. There were a couple events outside of Charlotte, and they were like 30 minutes outside of Charlotte. But for me, it was an hour because I was 30 minutes away from there. Uh, so I went, to, I went to a couple they had in Charlotte, and they were like, all right, this is... This is not, I just moved. I'm starting a new job. There's a lot going on. I'm going to take a step back. So I kind of stopped playing Melee for a bit. And then Ultimate came out and like Ultimate was a big deal. So I started getting involved with that. And I was trying to, not so much as a player, but I, I was doing a lot of commentary for Ultimate. I, I, thought, I thought that was more fun than playing. And then the pandemic hit and all of those stopped happening. I had no like in-person commentary gigs. So then... Like two months into the pandemic, Slippy came out. I'm like, great, back into Melee, baby. So <laughs> I, 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 I don't enter a lot of net play tournaments just because my schedule, I can't stay up late or like I'm working during the day. So I play, I play a lot of just like unranked. I'll just go on. And like, it's great because if I only have like 20 minutes before I have to go do something, cool, I'll go play three games of Melee real quick. It's not like uh, I have to sit down and dedicate I'm going to play Elden Ring for an hour because I have to I have to get through this. It's just like I have 15 minutes to spare. Melee is perfect. Okay, so that's something that I have a really hard time with because I'll say to myself, I should at least go for an hour just to get warmed <laughs> up and then to play in the good zone and then I'm starting to fade away, I'm starting to fade, I'm starting to fade because mm -hmm. my melee stamina is pretty low because I don't practice enough to actually feel great about the way that I'm moving my character. Yeah. I don't always feel great about the way that my character is being moved around by the other player. Yeah. So usually an hour is what I think is like a golden time. But for you, 15 minutes, you're in, you're out. No, no strings yeah. attached. That is impressive. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm totally down to, it's happened. I had, I had to <laughs> uninstall, I had to uninstall Slippy because I was literally wasting too much time playing Melee. I'm like, okay, I got back from work. I have four hours of my day. I need to, I need it like, I, like just today, I spent three hours like replacing the sink in my bathroom. If I had to do that, I, 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 I uninstalled, yeah, it was a whole thing. But I, 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 a couple months ago, I uninstalled Slippy because during those four hours, I would play Slippy for three and a half of them. And in the last half hour before I had to go somewhere, I would panic and be like, oh man, I didn't even start the sink. And like, it was literally like, getting in the way of things I needed to do because of how much I loved playing Melee. I'm like, I, I have to take it, take a step back. It's like getting in the, I, I can't, this isn't healthy. I, I have to stop it. <laughs> but it sounds like it's something that's always going to stick with you because you're mm -hmm. describing how much you love playing the game when after going to locals for so long, you were able to enjoy, I mean, I would say like the golden years or the platinum years or whatever, whatever the heck. And basically you get to be surrounded by people who also love the game and you get to have yeah. regulars and you even get to experience a little bit of that in the Carolinas. Shout outs to Charlotte, mm -hmm. by the way. I never, I just went around it the one time. Well, anyway, <laughs> all that to say, you, you do the experience where people have described playing Slippy either exclusively or, or 90 to 10% kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And they say, Man, when I go back to the local or when I go to a big event where it's in person, it's just, I say to myself, I can't play Slippy after that because it's just, uh, I love being around people who are right next to me. There's nothing like playing with the person that you're just sitting right down next to. Although, if I had to guess, a lot of these people are playing Slippy a week later when they're at home board, but still, they talk about it. They talk about how, oh, there's nothing like being in person. But it sounds to me as if for you, it's like, it is melee season, baby, all year round. Mm -hmm. 
I, I will play Melee anytime, any day, but being in person with a crowd, just interacting with people who share like a similar passion and interest to you is, is, is it, it, you, you can't replace it. It's so, it's so unique and amazing and special. If given the option, would I rather enter a slippy tournament or like an in-person tournament? Hell yeah, catch me jumping in my car and driving wherever I got to go for that. But like, that's not really an option for me right now. So instead of having no melee, the next best thing is just unranked all the time. <laughs> I can't wait until ranked comes out because then we'll hopefully mm -hmm. get to see a little bit of, you know, every now and again, not that you have to play it all the time. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that. For goodness sake, replace the things when they need to re-replace. <sighs> but, but screenshots of when you get to the next level and promote and promote. Mm -hmm. Oh, here we go, gold class baby, or yeah. however they decide to do it. I mean, can we do something different besides bronze, silver, gold, platinum, by the way? I was just thinking, it'd be kind of cool if you did rankings for Melee for this Slippy Ranked. And by the way, don't at Fizzy or anything. <laughs> All several dozen of you listeners. I, I, know that <laughs> I, don't, I don't host an army or anything, but, you know... While I'm spitballing here, I'm just thinking, right now, I'm trying to fill my head with ideas of what we would call Ranked other than bronze, silver, gold, platinum, because I feel like that's been done. There's a better way to do this. I know what you're going to say. It does have it does have something to do with the reflector shine, yes. <laughs> I can't get away from it. I'm trying so hard, but you can't say something like you're either at level Slippy, Peppy, Falco, Fox, because you'll mm -hmm. say, I'm a Fox level player in Melee, and they'll say, well, what does that mean? And it yeah. doesn't mean as much as saying that I'm a gold level player, I'm a platinum level player, mm -hmm. because the fellow gamers in your life will understand that right away, and then the normies will go, oh, well, if you're a gold level, that probably means you're good, right? Because everybody yeah. knows what those are. Mm -hmm. gum. so we can't get away from them. I just had a whole cycle that could have taken an hour or days, and I had it in... 45 seconds instead. That was a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for that. I, I will probably continue playing unranked just because in like those 15 minute increments, I don't want to like, if I was to do the ranked mode, I would be like you, I need an hour to warm up. I want to get into it. But if it's just like a, I have a couple minute game out and I don't want to take it too seriously. I, I'd probably stick with the unranked even once it comes out. Amazing. So are you going to be able to get in a game or two tomorrow when they do the non- The April Fool's? Yes, the April Fool's Day. The, the One of the happiest days of the year if you're a Slippy player. I, I missed it last year. I didn't get it at all last year, which is wild to me because they kept it up for like four days. It wasn't just the one, the one and done. They kept it up for a few days and I didn't get it at all. That's true, they did. I'm, I'm hoping... If I get out of work early enough, I'll be able to, to come back and play some in the afternoon. Yeah, I think they're doing it until sometime in the morning of uh, April 2nd. So I think Great. you have a really generous time window. It's like a little mm -hmm. over 24 hours, something like that. Yeah. I can't remember for yeah. sure. I saw, but, I saw that tweet. I'm very excited. Yes, I am too. Even though, again, I can't play because this laptop is mm -hmm. really bad. But I'm excited to see all the videos because... It was a delight. I mean, Kish Prime was posting on Twitter being like, these people don't know. And it's like him playing on Mute yeah. City against somebody. <laughs> my favorite was probably Pew Pew You. He had some really crazy combos on like the DK64 stage using the barrel underneath. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm really excited to see what kind of clips people put out. And people like PGH Carol, shout outs, probably really mm -hmm. like days like tomorrow as well. Because even if, even if there's stuff that's, uh, t been taken away from the vanilla version of the game that a purist like PGH Carroll would, would say, ah, UCF, ah. I know that PGH Carroll also likes wacky fun stuff like walls yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So let the games commence. I'm excited to see all the highlights. I, I cannot wait for the PGH Carroll combo video to come out like April 3rd after all of the, after all of the clips from, from all the wacky stages, yeah. You know what's really annoying about that, though? So shout-outs to Squid the Cat, new podcast mm -hmm. called Melee Morning Podcast. I, I, I said to – I sent a message to Edwin. I was like, did you see this? And I was curious if he was going to get super – by the way, Edwin Bunning of the Melee Stats Collective – 
he I was curious what he was gonna say, and he's like, "Oh, that's really cool." And I was like, "I mean, it's pretty close." Monday melee, no morning melee podcast is suspiciously close to Monday morning Marth. You know, there's there's Monday and morning and. There's not morning and there's melee. There's words in melee. There are yeah. words that are crossing over. I was curious, but Edwin must have known that I would tell the story on a podcast because he stayed straight and true and was like, it's super cool. <laughs> Absolutely no problem at all. <laughs> but I wonder. I wonder, Edwin. You have to subscribe to Melee Stats, join their Patreon, and then you have to because like whenever they interview someone on their podcast they ask for patreon questions we're like all right forget the guest i don't have a question for them i have a question for edwin i want to know how he really feels <laughs> what i need to do is lose a bet to edwin and then i'll yeah, actually exactly. to <laughs> then i'll then i'll do yeah. it yeah <laughs> i'm hoping to actually reverse that in my favor be like ed you lose a bet and you have to subscribe to my patreon i'm hoping mm -hmm. for something like that but I haven't sure. found I haven't found the right opportunity yet. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping to see a bunch of people at Pound. So I don't want to I don't want to drag you into it because it sounds like you won't be able to make it to Pound at the end of April. But that's something that I'm really excited about because Genesis is West Coast and I can't I can't afford it. So I'm sad. But Pound is East Coast. We're going to be driving down and staying in a hotel that we're splitting. Me and a couple of other seven one seven melee players. So we're all. Really excited for that and such and such, but I'm hoping that somebody from Melee Stats is there because I don't know. Yeah, if it's Edwin in particular, although I don't think he'll yeah. be coming down, but it would be just cool. It would be cool to all kinds of people anyway. I'm excited about that. You're not going though, are you? Not not pound. N no guarantee yet, but I'm trying to figure out if I can make it to SmashCon, which is which is also uh, going to be in Virginia, but. Mm -hmm. I will not be going to SmashCon as a competitor because I, I won't be able to take I'm, – I'm literally the only employee of the company, so it's, it's tough for me to take days off. Uh, so I, I won't be able to take Friday, Saturday off, but I'm off on Sundays, so I might be – it's only like a, a couple hours from where I am. So I might be able to drive, get like Sunday grand final tickets, hang out, see some people, just see the convention going on because that's like a cool thing and just like drive back up and, and go to work Monday. So – Fingers crossed it'll work out that I can sneak out to SmashCon for, for Sunday, but we'll see. But def yeah, definitely not going to Pound, unfortunately. Okay, so something really cool about SmashCon is that they also have Ultimate, and Ultimate is one of my greatest one of my greatest blessings because usually they'll have Melee Top Eight first, and that yeah. is within bedtime, baby. Because I, mm -hmm. I mean, I lost so much sleep watching Mango win Smash Summit Eleven, and that was obviously amazing. I remember watching that, but you know what else I also remember? I remember being tired, so, so tired Monday morning, you know, getting up at like five. I was like barely asleep for three hours. Ugh, it was so bad. I remember that too. So for Pound, excited about top eight, hopefully being melee first and ultimate second. Yeah, that's okay. They can have the late slot, all fine by me. I'm excited about the possibility. Uh, and you know what? For SmashCon, I would love to go. I'm hoping that I can swing that, but... I do not know yet as of now. But you know what? SmashCon has the 64 combo contest, and I always mm -hmm. love playing 64. Shout out to Smash Remix. I love playing that even still to mm -hmm. this day as well. So there's a lot of reasons to go to SmashCon. The 64 combo contest, just to be someone who gets to freak out in the crowd, that would be yeah. super fun. I'm a big fan of the of the Smash Masters bracket that they have, where they have like the competitors that play all five versions of Smash. Oh, yeah, that's they play right. That's like probably my favorite side event they have going on at SmashCon. And that's like the perfect, that is the perfect angle for mm -hmm. them since they, they they have brackets for every single game. Yeah, exactly. They have brackets for Brawl. Good for them. That's so mm -hmm. cool. And Smash Remix is kind of taking off. They have a, they have like a, a circuit kind of a thing going on. You can yeah, get points I heard and all that. that. Yeah. And obviously me and a few other people, especially Pikachu942, shout outs to mm -hmm. Pika. She's, posting in smash 64 on the melee stats discord i'm posting in there when something big's happening like there was a big tournament keystoned <laughs> keystoned mm -hmm. five isaiah and kiro kiro copy playing against each other in grand finals all that fun stuff it would be so cool to be even in the same convention as someone yeah. like isaiah who i i mean that's probably one of my favorite players just from a a distance you know without yeah 
ever really knowing exactly who he is. When you watch the Smash documentary, and nearly everybody comes away liking Isaiah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Who who do you main remix? I like playing as everybody, but if I had to pick a character right now, I would probably pick Young Link, just because I really like okay. Link as well. So mm -hmm. Young Link is faster. <laughs> that's, yeah. really, that's really nice, really helpful. And the Uppie is really, mm -hmm. really nice. Uh, right now I'm playing Falco. I liked Falco since he got released. I I haven't played much of like the, the last two updates, so I haven't been playing much of Marth, but I made Marth in, in Melee. So I might swap over to Marth in, 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 in Remix, I don't know yet, but right right now it's Falco. When you saw the clips after Marth got released, it just looks like that's basically melee Marth right there. Yeah, I, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard because obviously this is something that melee players get used to after a while. While mm -hmm. is the rollback netcode for for Smash 64 and Remix for Ultimate? There's no none of that. It's just delay based mm -hmm. netcode, Sag. Oh, and for P plus as well. Although, if you listen to, I, I think they call it the Homie Docs or the Homie Podcast or something like that, where they, it's basically a podcast about P-plus and the happenings there. They talk oh. about rollback becoming a very distinct possibility, even when <clears throat> a couple of months ago or six months ago, they thought, oh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Rollback for, for P-plus. Are you kidding me? That's impossible. Sounds like it might indeed be possible. I just love hearing about stuff like that. Yeah. But for... Playing for Smash Remix, it's tough because you need you kind of need somebody to play with. Yeah, and uh, I, I've I've seen a couple tweets about people working on, on rollback for for Project Plus. So when that comes out, I'm definitely going to be playing that. I, I think Project Plus is like incredibly fun. But Melee is still my main game. But every time I play Pro Project Plus at a friend's house or something, I leave thinking that's definitely the best Smash game. But I just I continue going back to Melee the next day. It's just like <laughs> I. I want to get more into into Project Plus, but like I said, I don't have like the time right now. But if I could, I would I would love to like maybe not make that my main game because I still love melee. But like if I could enter both of them at the same bracket, Aces, I'm in there. I'm I'm good. What about Smash Masters? If we can get you for P Plus and Melee, the best dual, the best dual P Plus and Melee player right there, yeah. Nike Tabletop. Let's go. Yeah. you know it. <laughs> That'd be super cool. Okay, so I asked you a little bit about how your podcasting journey started, but I'm mm -hmm. interested to hear, since you've done this longer than I have, about how, where you feel everything is at now. I asked you for that for Melee, so I'm interested to hear from a podcasting perspective. of You, you base it sort of off of the same way that I do, I feel like, where, where the income is sort of a secondary, it's a tip sort of idea where somebody really, 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 really appreciates what you're doing then, and also has disposable income, then they can go out of their way to do that, but it's not like the push in their face kind of a deal. I don't know. I mean, I think that there's like, there's with any sort of content creating, it's how much of it is fueled by your desire to do something that makes you happy and how much of it is fueled by your desire to have more eyeballs on you, like mm -hmm. being validated by online strangers. So yeah, I'm sure you have a healthy balance, but I'm just curious where you are with your journey of podcasting and content creation. I, I think I mentioned this previously, but the podcast literally just started off as an excuse for me and Alex to hang out and have fun a Friday after work. It's just like, it was never meant to be this big thing. And just like, we're still not very big, but like it's it's weird to me every time I check the stats. I'm like, man, more than three people are listening to this. So like, and I, I got I got to meet a lot of cool people, and, and like that's really exciting. I actually messaged Alex the other day. We have a Patreon, and full disclosure, we got two patrons, and they both subscribe at the one dollar tier, which is more money than I ever thought I'd get. I can't believe people are paying me for this nonsense. But um, I I messaged Alex, and I was like, I do don't know if I like the idea of a Patreon just because we have it, but like growing back, back in high school, I, I used to, I used to make stop motion movies and I would enter amateur film festivals. And so I, I've always like done, I've always liked making something and like releasing it. And I didn't like YouTube was like, Hey, you're doing well on YouTube. You want to like a partnership program, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I don't want ads on it. I don't want people giving me money. I don't want there to be a barrier. I'm making this thing, and I want people to experience it in the easiest way possible. 
And that's what I was thinking about the podcast. I'm not, I'm not crazy about the idea of a Patreon. And, and Alex just goes, dude, shut up. You get a dollar forty three a month. It's just like it's not that big of a deal. Um, but I, I remedy it in my mind as everything that I want to put out there is out there for free. If you subscribe on Patreon, you get the episodes like a week early. Like whenever I'm done editing them, boom, they go on the Patreon. They go on the Patreon. But the like the mass listeners, they have to wait until the following Monday when it gets uploaded. I'll do like behind the scenes videos. Like one of the perks is like the, the little like talk you and I had before this started when we were just like discussing how we're going to set everything up. That full video, the patrons get that. So it's like stuff I would never release on its own. Right. So in my mind, I am not preventing everybody from seeing this. This is just extra stuff that the patrons get. So in my mind, the Patreon is always, I don't want to say on the back of my mind, it's literally the last thing I think of. There have been multiple episodes where we just forget we have one and we and we don't bring it up and we don't advertise it and i'm so not used to to having patrons i feel bad but one of the perks is i'll give you a shout out and we have two patrons and i have yet to shout them out because whenever i do an episode i'm like we don't have any patrons this is nonsense and i, and I, forget, <laughs> I forget to name drop them so I, I have a note on my phone next time i do an episode i have to name drop the two people but it's like yeah I, i'm very much a fan of i am making this because it's fun and it makes me happy to do this and i just want everyone to experience it however they can i i don't necessarily like the idea of like a financial barrier or or a patreon to be like hey you can't see this unless you pay me you know i like that because i sort of take the same approach i would say that i lean a little bit more into the content brained part of it mm -hmm. the the shillionaire part of it because I wouldn't necessarily want to release a video of me singing to a song <laughs> like stand tall. I wouldn't want to necessarily do that, but somebody subscribed at the tier and they said, I would like for you to sing stand tall. And so that's what I did. And so yeah. that, you know, that, that's, be, that, that's behind a paywall. It's not necessarily <laughs> it's not the reason why I got into doing it. I just, I just uh, was like mm -hmm. uh, racking my brains of like, what can I do that I wouldn't want to put in front of people, but I will if they pay me to do it <laughs> without, you know, yep. selling my soul too hard. I like singing. I just yeah. don't want to, I'm not putting out an mm -hmm. album. All right. I'm, I'm a level <laughs> below Ludwig. Okay. He can sing yeah. something kind of okay. I'm like in the just kind of category. Mm -hmm. And so I'll do something <laughs> like that. But for the most part, I want, I want people to be able to see what I'm doing because, I mean, come on. I'm happy if one person watches or listens and that means one person decided to give it the time of day. That, that's what I have to continue to remind myself. That's, that's part of what I do it for. But more importantly, I'm not doing it for anything except for trying to make me feel like I'm expressing and and sharing out there to the world how much I love the game and the community of Melee. So that usually checks off almost right away, no matter what I'm doing with the podcast. So that makes me very happy. But I can, I can definitely feel this sort of, this growing cloud in my brain of having like an obligation to it or having having pressure for it. And it's not even because of a direct interaction. It was just sort of this, I don't know, this has happened in the past couple of months where something just sort of started to take over my brain. And now I'm thinking, well, what do I need to do to like grow or do this, that, or whatever mm -hmm. better? Am I doing it for the right reasons? That's what I ask myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm already yeah. starting to do that whole falling apart, questioning things phase. Uh -huh. But for the most part, even still, it's because I really, really enjoy doing it. That's why I'm podcasting. That's why I'm talking yeah. incessantly about Melee. And to people who love talking about Melee also. And just yeah, whatever. Yeah, of course. I have to say, like, I, I don't expect... Well, I don't expect, I don't know about you, but I am by no means planning on quitting my day job anytime soon or doing podcasting full-time. This is just nope. an excuse for me to just, like, jump on a mic and talk with friends once a month and just, like... It's like stuff we enjoy talking about. We, oh, it's funny. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm listening to a bunch yeah. of your episodes and I'm like, these all came out very quickly. No, they did not. <laughs> nope. Right. There's a, the upload schedule is not, is not when I listen to your podcasts. 
It's yeah. when you actually did them in the past. We goodness gracious. We were legitimately behind a full year when when uploading podcasts. Like when we first started, we just put it on YouTube because we didn't take it seriously, and then we fell behind, and then we decided to do it seriously. Like we put it on Spotify and stuff. Uh, so just like we, like it just happens when it happens. Like this is not a very serious shindig. This is just like a an excuse for us to like banter and hang out. The it was weird. Be, like Alex and I were, were both melee tos, and we're like, all right, let's do a melee podcast. We talk about melee sixty percent of the day at work, anyways. Let's just put a mic in front of us, and we did one. This was pre-pandemic. It was right around the time that monitor code was coming out. We're just like, hey, we can start running Melee on on monitors. And we were going to have an episode on like rule set discussion because you have the monitor codes coming out. You have like box controllers versus regular controllers. You have like frozen stadium versus non-frozen stadium. And we were going to go over the different combinations and like what we liked, what we didn't like, just because like there's so many possible, like, like the big thing was how do we come up with a unified rule set now that there's all this like other options out there. And we did that episode and we never released it. We, when we were done with it, we, we didn't like the episode. We, we both felt funny afterwards. It wasn't us hanging out and having fun. It felt <laughs> weirdly corporate. Like this was the first time we sat down and like, we're going to do a good podcast. It was like, we were very serious. It's like, this I wasn't fun. notes. <laughs> yeah. Just like, we both came prepared with like talking points. Like, this isn't us. This isn't fun. And like, uh, we, it's on Alex's computer. I don't even know if he still has that computer. I haven't seen that podcast in a year and a half. It's not getting released probably ever. It's like, we did it, but it, it, it wasn't fun. It was like our first attempt at like a real podcast. And like, we talked about Melee, which we love. So it was weird that we didn't love doing the podcast. So just like, ah, it is what it is. I love hearing perspectives like that. I need to hear stuff like that. You're doing it. <laughs> you are doing it because you're trying to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, yeah. it's been, uh, I would say the only reason why I feel like I fall into, I'm starting to like have this cloud grow over me is because I'm doing it so often. So maybe I should just take a step back or something. I'll go on vacation at some point. It'll happen. Yeah. Vacation's nice. Yes, 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 yes. But there's always more melee to be talked about. I say that now, yeah. and then I go, "Wait, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Look at my, look at my fists. They're just bald, possessing, and you're, possessing my need to talk about melee more and more." And you're expanding content now. You're you're doing like weekly wrap ups. You're doing like videos with your wife. You're just like not even just doing the podcast anymore. Like uh, I'm gonna add more to my plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We'll get we'll 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 find a place where it makes a little bit more sense. You know, I think going to a tournament. And being forced to take a week off because that's the plan. Mm-hmm. The week before pound, I'm just gonna not do anything, and I'm gonna nice. enjoy. I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing stuff at pound, but I will be mostly enjoying it for the experience that it is. I think that'll be that'll be my reset. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So no. Yeah. Let me mm-hmm. give you an opportunity to outro yourself okay. and talk about whatever you want to because we did all of your plugs. So. You- that again and we have been talking about stuff that you've been doing and what you have done this has been really fun but i also like the idea of you being able to talk about what you want to talk about we could even do an homage because we have mentioned melee stats who's always a fun always a fun Mm -hmm. place to be and i love listening to I always love waiting for game the podcast that they're currently hosting they have a nice little unnamed segment and I think you know what I'm talking about. You could talk yeah. about stuff that's outside of the game if you want to. Whatever comes to mind. Okay. Couple things. First off, if you're listening to this and you're thinking of supporting me on Patreon, don't do it. Give the money either to Bottom Smash Mountain or Melee Stats. Both of them may make way better content. Give it to them. I'm not worth it. Two, not Melee related. Go to your library. Just like, it's free. Get a library card. Read a book rent a movie sometimes they have games you could borrow that's cool libraries are awesome and i don't want you to forget that you listening right now when's the last time you went to a library if it's been longer than a month go this weekend and then so so that's what i have to say but i i have do we have time for one last story oh we have all the time i'm just trying to be respectful of of you because (laughs) you gotta be up pretty early tomorrow morning Mm -hmm. i um I, I i was thinking about this today because I know a lot of this is about Smash Origins and stuff, and I was thinking about the first tournament I went to, the first tournament I hosted, and I, I think the first tournament I hosted 
it's such an oddball experience. I, I, I wanted to tell that story real quick. We're back I, in New York. No, this is this is where it gets wild. What? <laughs> wild? Yes. I, I I went to school. I went to school at St. John's, and uh, I'm do I'm doing semester abroad, and and they had this cool thing where instead of the semester you're in one country, you were in three countries, like five weeks, five weeks, five weeks. They were like condensed yeah, courses. Yum. Yeah, it, it, it was really cool. Just like, so so the last one, the last country we were in, we were in Paris for five weeks. And across the street from where we were staying, there was like a 99 cent store. And my two roommates bought like knockoff brand 99 cent PS2 controllers. And they both plugged them into their laptop and they downloaded an emulator to play Kingdom Hearts. I was like, ah, that, that's fun. But there's like, we, we can't play Kingdom Hearts together. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I, I put a sign-up board in the cafeteria, and I was like, hey, who wants to run, who wants to enter a free-to-enter Smash Bros. tournament? And I got a whole bunch of, I think I had like 12 or 16 people sign up, which is, which is good for a bunch of like students who don't play and we're studying abroad. And we were, we were, we were staying at a seminary because, because we were a Catholic school. They didn't have to pay for like room and boarding. There's like, we, 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 we know, we know some priests, we know some brothers. We're going to put all the students up in a, in a French seminary. So the very first tournament I ran, it's on these two kids' laptops on Dolphin using like 99 cent brand PS2 controllers that we put through a projector at a seminary in France. And, and quiet hour was 10 o'clock. And we started this at like eight o'clock. And by like nine o'clock, the priests were like coming and like knocking. They're just like, hey, you got to be quiet. We're like, we got another hour, baby. You can't, you can't come back till 10.01. <laughs> and then at like 9.30, like not one of the priests, but like one of the teachers who runs it's like, hey, we're getting complaints from the priests that you're being too loud. We're like, check the time. We got another 30 minutes, baby. And then the teacher was like, waiting outside he came back up at 9 55 and was sitting there with his clock watching grand finals with us and then at 10 01 he was like all right cool shut it down but <laughs> i i set it up i didn't trust i don't want to say i didn't trust i didn't want to give too much pressure to these players because they're, they're not competitive players they were just people studying abroad and they just wanted to have fun so i didn't even introduce the idea of like stage picking and like and like counter picking and stuff, I just said, when you go up and you press random, and I had random set up to like the legal tournament stages, and and, and and they just did that, and I just think that's such an odd like who can say the first tournament they ran was at a French seminary? I just I think oh I I it was the jankiest tournament you will have ever gone to because we were running on emulators on PS2 controllers, but like they didn't know any better, and like I knew better, but I didn't care. We all we all had a fun time. I just like this is stupid. I'm this is great. This is even if they're not like the esports community, we're hanging out. This is our own little community now, and I, I I had a lot of fun doing it. Of course, of course, that was the first tournament you ran. I knew mm -hmm. that. I did not know. Yeah. That. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> shout outs to um, shout outs to Exile. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that was the first place you ran a tournament. The second mm -hmm. tournament, no doubt, you're just minding your own business. You are in Beijing, and yeah. you put out a board, and people show up, and you're like, alrighty. Yeah. Now, this time, we have <laughs> knockoff PlayStation 3 controllers. Yeah, exactly. oh, <laughs> Dude, that's incredible. Yeah, exactly. That's mm -hmm. incredible. That's such a great story. I feel yeah. bad not asking you that before. No, that, don't feel bad. I was going to shoehorn it in anyways. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> so then... Is there any other amazing? No, no, there's no pressure. No pressure. Are you? Got... No. Did you have anything else? Uh, no. That that, that that's pretty much it. Just uh, just like go, go support you. Just like listeners, go go support this podcast. Not mine. This podcast is better. Just like mine is a joke. But like, it's like like you you were doing great work. I love your podcast. I love your guests. It's just, I'm very happy to be here. Just like that's all I gotta say. Thank you for having me. Make sure to go find BDE Network. If you search that in Spotify, it'll come up guaranteed. Mike, you will, your name will come up and Big Drink Energy will come up. It'll be a beautiful thing. And if you listen to it, you're going to basically say to yourself, I want to kind of try energy drinks, even if I don't normally drink energy drinks, because that was my yeah. feeling today. I was like, 
feel like I'm missing out somehow. I feel like <laughs> I feel like a, a, a calling, if you will, a calling for me to go out there and explore the realm of energy drinks. So that can happen to you too if you yeah. go and listen to Mike's podcast. So no, no underselling, no selling short. No. I won't tell people to go support the Patreon because <laughs> I've heard you talk about that enough, but go listen to the podcast. What, one disclaimer, I, I realize energy drinks isn't for everyone. It's like a very niche subject. It's, it's like a 40 minutes excuse for like us to get together and like ramble and rant. But for, I'm assuming people who listen to, to your podcast, they're, they're Melee fans or they're Smash fans. The, the most recent episode we did uh, has Ambi Sinister for Melee Stats on there. We talk energy drinks. We also, like the last 20 minutes is us talking about like Melee and tier lists and stuff. So just like... If there's a if there's a crossover episode that the listeners of this show will also enjoy for that one, I'd recommend the one with Ambi Sinister. Yes, and Ambi is a great guest. Uh, he's yeah. super, he's super fun to talk to. Yeah. So it was an enjoyable episode to listen to you and Ambi talk. So for all the listeners, yes, by all means, go listen to that for the Big Drink Energy podcast and in all the other episodes in general. But Mikey, we're at the end of our time, so I want to thank you for coming on, and I want to thank you for taking the time out of your very busy evening before... I mean, after spending three hours putting together a sink or disassembling the sink or... You know, all you of it. It. It, was, it was a mess. Doing, doing the entire thing. I mean, we could have probably spent 30 minutes talking about that, but I was thinking, no. I, I, no, I don't want to. I, I don't, I don't want to. The wound is too fresh because you just finished doing it. And now you're going to have to go to bed soon, but I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Thank you so much for joining me on Bottom of the Smash Mountain. Cool. I I wasn't sure if that's where it ends up, but thank you for having me. I don't know if this is still going to be in it, but I I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for for asking. Okay. (laughs) I I didn't know when it ended, but cool. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed it.